Hey, greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West here, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. So uh, here's the uh, Allen West version, Watchtower Firearms, a BDRX. You can see it has the Steadfast and Loyal podcast logo on it. And on this side, you've got, you know, my actual digitized signature and my Army Master Parachutist wings. And, of course, you got to have the American flag. And, again, I mean, this is such an incredibly light weapon. I mean, I just... just can't believe it. And I like the skeletized design. And this flash suppressor here is unique. Uh, they make it here at Watchtower, and it actually reduces the rise of the weapon when you fire it. So I'm just looking forward and Magpul hard sights, and I think I'll keep hard sights on this, but uh, I'm looking forward to taking it out here and shooting it and uh, zeroing it in. And I love the skeletized uh, hand grip here. And of course, you got the extendable, you know, butt stop. But and I, and I prefer this uh, forward hand grip, you know, more than anything else. I, I really, I really like this. So here it is, you know, right up there next with Rob O'Neill. It's hard to believe that, but that's why America is such a great country. Where a kid born in the inner city of Atlanta, Georgia, can have an AR-15 design by him and with his signature on it, limited edition. So check out their website, watchtowerfirearms.com. If you want, you can purchase one of these. Hey, greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Steadfast and Law Podcast. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West here. You know, we all saw what happened in October the 7th in Israel. And when you look at that, I think it, a correlation to what we have here in the United States of America. There's a reason why the Founding Fathers gave us the Second Amendment. You know, because when you think about the responsibility, the well-regulated militia, well-regulated meaning well-trained, militia meaning all of us, being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Because you have a responsibility not just to protect yourself, but you have a responsibility to protect the sovereignty and the freedom of this incredible country. And so I want to talk with someone that I've known for quite some time, a very dear friend, a very outspoken advocate in the Jewish community about Second Amendment advocacy, and that's Yehuda Remmer. The Pew Pew Jew began as a fun moniker that was given to Yehuda, 
as an Orthodox Jew by some of his non-Jewish friends in the gun industry as he was chronicling his journey into the business. Beginning with his book, Safety On, An Introduction to the World of Firearms for Children, which he gave to me, Yehuda was thrust headfirst into the gun world quickly, becoming a voice in the Second Amendment advocacy. After numerous TV, radio, and podcast appearances, Yehuda decided to embrace the Pew Pew Jew and is now attempting to dispel the notion that all Jews are anti-gun. He is battling every day to give a voice to those Jews that are proud gun owners and staunch defenders of the Second Amendment. He is an award-winning Second Amendment advocate, an author of nine books, and a public speaker living with his wife and kids right here in the North Texas area. Yehuda, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's great. You know, you came up with this T-shirt and now this bumper sticker, and, and he has given me one, and it's going on my truck. People with ARs don't get in cattle cars. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, so I posted something on the Second Amendment, something Jewish-related, and one of my followers uh, jotted that down like in, in the comments uh -huh. uh, a little bit different but i messaged him like hey can i get that because yeah. that's gold and he's like yeah no problem and i put it on t-shirts i put it on patches and stickers and to me people with ARs don't get in cattle cars yeah. i lost over 60 relatives during the holocaust mm. and we saw what hitler did at the beginning yeah. of his uh reign in the 30s you know uh, gun, gun registry registry yeah. confiscation yeah. and then leading to the concentration camps and we live in a country that affords us the ability to defend ourselves against tyranny. Now, the interesting thing, though, Yehuda, is that now we're starting to see that rhetoric happen here in the United States of America, this whole thing about gun registration. You know, we just went through this thing with the pistol brace where all of a sudden you're going to make millions of Americans felons. Should we be concerned about the undermining of that Second Amendment right and freedom? We saw in New Mexico, the governor there said she was just going to suspend the Second Amendment. I mean, I think we, we definitely have to be vigilant about it. I think that if they actually come after our Second Amendment rights, and I'm talking about truly are going door to door, um, that is a powder keg waiting to be lit. And I think the minute they start doing that, I mean, we saw what happened with the Bundy Ranch. Yeah. Uh, the minute stuff like that happens, uh, it's Civil War Part Two. Now, talk to us about your journey, because... You're right. When people think about the Jewish community or even the Orthodox Jewish community, they don't really think about Second Amendment advocacy. So what was it that inspired you to get into this space? So I used to live in Los Angeles. And oh, we yeah, there you, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, hey, I've been here nine and a half years. And the fact that I'm sitting here means I'm one of the good guys. Um, no, but uh, I used to live in Los Angeles. I bought my first gun in L.A. I was married out of the house, and one night we were by my parents' house at, for dinner, and my younger brother was like, hey, when can we go shoot your Glock? And my parents had like a full-on Chernobyl meltdown, like, like <laughs> nuclear. And, and uh, they didn't talk to me for a couple of weeks. Wow. And they called me every name in the book about, you know, being irresponsible. How can you bring a gun to the house with a child in the house? And it kind of got me thinking that, if I'm going to be a gun owner, not only do I have to be responsible, but I need to educate my children. Mm -hmm. So I went to the NRA program. I saw mm -hmm. the Eddie Eagle, mm -hmm. and, which is fantastic. But all it does is talk about what to do if you find a gun somewhere it's not supposed to. It, it, you know, it's not supposed to be. And I was like, there's got to be a lot more to that. So I started doing yeah. research, and I was shocked that there was no books written on gun safety for children. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And I always enjoyed 
creative writing. So yes. one night I pulled out my cell phone on Apple Notes. I literally just typed up my book. I sent it to a good buddy of mine in the LAPD, another Orthodox Jew. Mm-hmm. And he just like tore it to shreds with constructive criticism, called me up the next day, met with me, broke it all down, helped me format it. Um, but I never thought I'd get my book published. Uh, you know, a little Jewish boy from the valley in Los Angeles, like, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, you know, well, not next thing, you know, five and a half years later, I get the first book published. Mm-hmm. You were kind of, you know, Ben Shapiro set us up. You were kind yeah. of to give me an endorsement on yeah. the book. And all of a sudden it was accepted into the gun world. And I was shocked out of my mind. Yeah, I mean, you have become an iconic figure, and that was the first of now nine books, yes. and your most recent book here is uh, Spot Gilly. So tell us about Spot Gilly, Volume 1. So Spot Gilly stemmed from my children. Uh, I always like to think outside of the box. What hasn't been done? And unfortunately, in the gun industry, there's a lot of re- repetition. Mm-hmm. So my kids decided not to clean the house one day. We're very <laughs> on top, like, you know, you got oh, yeah. you have your chores. And they left a, uh, a Where's Waldo just lying in the hallway right mm-hmm. by the room. Mm-hmm. And like I was about to pick it up and throw it away because I, got, I was getting mad that they're not doing their chores. I'm like, hold on. What would happen if I did a Where's Waldo for gun owners? And I'm like, we can call it Spot, Spot Gilly, Spot, Spot the Sniper. Yeah. And I did that. I called a few friends who let me use their, their likeness. Yeah. So there's, a, there's 11 people all together. Um, that you have to search for on every page. And the book has been great. It's, you know, you wow. have just, uh, I had, I had uh, 12 different companies sponsor a page. Um, and it's been a great, it came out about three and a half weeks ago. And it's, it's doing pretty well Christmas time because the way I'm pushing it is, you know, Christmas morning, just wake up with your kids, yeah. coffee, hot chocolate. Yeah cuddle up and, and spot, gilly. spot gilly now let's let's shift over to what happened on october the 7th horrible tragic day i mean I, I don't understand how the world cannot completely condemn this but how do you think would israel having a version of the second amendment made that a little bit different i mean it, it you know I think, you know, it's like the argument that people talk about the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising, that mm-hmm. if the Jews did not have their guns taken away by Hitler 10 years beforehand, uh, give or take eight, nine, eight years beforehand, whatever it was, um, there, a lot of things could have changed. 300,000 Jews just in Warsaw. So it's, it, it, you can make a strong argument that if Israel had not as strict gun laws, more, more, uh, civilian citizen friendly gun laws Mm -hmm. you would have had a lot of people being able to fight back rather than what we saw i mean that's what i believe yeah now again we can all speculate about you know what if but we've seen it here and if it works here there's no reason why it wouldn't work somewhere else now i was interested in that one of the things they initially came out with was that they went back and reviewed that and they said they were going to you know open up more firearms ownership but was that more of an optic smoke and mirrors no, no they actually know that they they're they're cranking out um license gun licenses left and right they're, they're doing that mm-hmm. which i'm happy to see and good thing is most of the people who are getting the license have at one point been in the military, so they're at least somewhat familiar. 
Um, my, my big critique, and again, it could have changed last I saw, is up until October 7th, a civilian was not allowed to own any sort of long gun, mm. not even a 22. You were only allowed to own one handgun. It had to be registered. Um, and you were only allowed to own 50 rounds of ammo at any given me? time. My understanding now is they've upped it to 100 rounds of ammo. Okay. And, you know, I have friends in Israel like, yeah, we can, we, we can have 100 rounds. I'm like, dude, I carry 100 rounds on ammo <laughs> on me on a, any given day, you yeah. know, with, with what I'm carrying plus three spare mags. I'm like, so um, it's, it's crazy. I do know they, they were giving out long guns as well. I just don't know who are the recipients. I don't know if it, were, if it was actual reservists mm -hmm. or just a normal everyday civilian everyday civilian that I, I couldn't find that answer but they were giving them out so hopefully you know i think they've given out a couple hundred thousand wow. license in the is, last is there a training process for that or so technically there is there's also like a whole psychological evaluation that you have yeah. to go through and usually it's in person from my understanding now it is over the phone that way it, it speeds up the yeah. process. Otherwise, yeah. it would be... Uh, tedious. Tedious and overwhelming. And, and I do believe it still takes about a week to get the license, which, it, in, again, to me, I think is crazy. I, I think you're, you're literally at war yeah. with Hamas still shooting rockets yeah. in, people coming in, shooting up places. Not to mention Hezbollah. Right, right. coming, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's another front that's opening. Um, and the countless threats from all the other countries surrounding oh, yeah. Israel. Oh, so yeah. it, it's, it's, it's wild. I have family there. I have um, a cousin on the front lines. Uh, thank God he's okay still. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you just, you don't know. It's a scary time. When you look at what's going on in our streets here, I mean, folks are saying, well, they're pro-Palestinian. No, you're pro-Hamas because Hamas is the governing authority in Gaza. Right. What concerns does the Jewish community have? And we just saw the recent testimony of those university yeah. presidents. Uh, is this whole thing about what you say here, you know, people with ARs don't get in cattle cars. Is this starting to awaken in the Jewish community that we got to protect ourselves? A hundred percent. I've been to the range, I mean, since October 7th, I've been to the range probably about 70 or 80 times just since October 7th, training people. Wow. Uh, people have been, you know, the people who used to call me gun nut and, you know, yeah. you're a conspiracy theorist are now, you know, hey, you know, can you help us buy our first gun? And I'll take them to the range. I, you know, I show them proper grip, stance, mm -hmm. walk them through. Uh, we'll, we'll, there's a great uh, gun range in Plano called Mr. Guns okay. who, have, who has opened their doors to me. They created a deal for me specifically that I can take people there and train them on a really... Uh, low budget level so that way they can take the money and invest it into their first gun yeah um so i've been there and uh people are waking up uh some of them a little some people are waking up but there's still that irrational fear of firearms yeah but there definitely is a great awakening right now among jews um, across the country and what's interesting is it's they're not waking up because of what's happening in israel they're waking up because of what they're yeah. seeing in america yeah so it's, it's, um, it's interesting to watch. You know, we passed uh, Campus Carry here in the state of Texas, well, I guess about six, maybe seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
So when you look at what is happening on these college campuses, are the young people starting to understand that they need to be able to protect and defend themselves? It's interesting. I think you have a small minority are. I do think that unfortunately so many colleges now are so left-leaning yeah. that they're indoctrinated. They're, Even the young Jewish students that are... So the young Jewish students, I mean, I, I think they would love to be able to carry. Now, I know in Texas, you don't have a lot of like Jews, at least to my knowledge, going to you know Texas campuses. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are going to either you know, uh, YU in New York or a lot of University other of Florida has a university. large, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I mean, again, it's also, it's also a mentality, right? Mm -hmm. you, you can be terrified of something, but you're still scared, more scared of, well, we, we, we just don't want a gun. We'll, we'll call campus police. They should have more security on campus. <laughs> call. I'm like, well, no, that doesn't, that's not how you are your own first defender, right? Absolutely. Like, so um, I, I do know I've taken some young guys here who are in school shooting. Okay. Uh, they, they definitely are planning on caring. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think overall, you have a lot of people, college, gra college students, getting the training, mm -hmm. but not yet caring. Because, yeah. it, I mean, I'm sure you, you can, will agree with me. Carrying a firearm, it, it's a mentality. It is. It, it, you need to be mentally prepared yes. to be caring. Yes. So. Well, it's interesting, you know, you talk about it because I remember I had the opportunity to go speak at the University of Michigan, and it was on the whole, you know, carry issue and, you know, the Second Amendment. And I noticed when I came on to the, the campus, there is an open campus. There are no gates you have to go through or right. anything like that. And then I saw the campus police. They weren't armed. And so, you know, young lady, you know, asked me about, you know, why do I think that the Second Amendment is necessary? And I said, you know, where's the invisible line around the University of Michigan that when I cross that line, I use, lose my constitutional right? And furthermore, if I'm losing that constitutional right coming on this campus, then someone is responsible for safeguarding me since you took that right away from me. And I told her, your campus police doesn't even carry weapons. Now, they have an agreement with the Ann Arbor, the city of Ann Arbor police, to call them. So you got to first call the campus police, that, and then the campus police got to call someone else. What's the response time? And I think that's something that a lot of people got to get into their heads when you hear people talking about defunding the police. Right. And look at what has happened in the capital city of Texas, Austin, Texas, and, and how they did that and the violence has increased. What can we do from your perspective to really go on offense with this message? How can we be more proactive? Because you, you know the, the, the progressive socialists left, the, the, the Marxists, the tyrants, they're always you know, out there, you know, like you say, gun nuts and everything. How can we be more proactive? So I'm going to tell you just a quick story that a mutual friend of ours, Jera Hutchins. Who oh, yeah. Jera is, to me, one of the most amazing people. She, yes. She's come to my house repeatedly. She's got a very special place for Jera. And uh, she, I've done a few events with her, mm -hmm. and she, she always starts off these gun events, Second Amendment events, she, you know, how many people here are pro-Second Amendment? You know, every hand goes yeah. up, you know, and, and how many people here own a gun? All the hands go up. How many people here carry a gun? Like, most yeah. hands go down. And then it gets to the point where she's like, how many people here are actually carrying a gun on them? And there's like three hands that yes. go up. And she goes, and that's the problem. She goes, when you don't exercise a right, 
that is when they're able to take it away. Mm. And I think we need to get more people who are pro-Second Amendment, and there's a lot of them out there, to actually start using their rights. Yeah. Uh, you know, do things, get involved, don't be afraid to carry. Because if you're carrying, you're carrying for a reason, mm -hmm. and that is to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you're not carrying, then you're like, yeah, I'm pro-Second Amendment, but I don't care enough to protect myself. So yeah. why should anyone care? Why should the, the gun grabbers care? Yeah. They're like, oh, but you don't use it, yeah. so let's take it away if you're not using it. And yeah. to me, when the first time she did that, my mind was like, yeah. like, just blew my mind how she did that. And there was a lot of angry people at her. Uh, but you, we know Jera. Oh, she not, don't care. She doesn't care at all. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't care at all. No, so, but, she, but she called them out on that. Absolutely. Because I have always said it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Yep. And when you look at what is going on in a border situation, and like I said, the release of all these violent criminals, and, and now we've got the concern about terrorism again in our country and these pro-Hamas supporters, I can't think of a more important time for us to be prepared to protect and defend ourselves, our loved ones, and, and our property. I mean, literally, there's 27 words that separate us from tyranny right now. That's it. 27 words mm -hmm. and the minute we neglect those 27 words is when we lose yeah because as we started out talking about dictators always begin with one thing disarming people and it goes downhill from there yep I mean we saw it with with Hitler we saw it with with Mao with Stalin we saw it with Castro we've seen it recently with Hugo Chavez in Venezuela and again, it's very concerning when you see it, well, gun violence is a public health crisis, and so we need to get involved in this public health crisis. They're very good at this language that they use. What's your biggest concern going forward with the safety and security of the Jewish community? My biggest concern really is what happens is you always see anti-Semitism. I mean, obviously we've had it for 3,000 years. It's not really going anywhere. But you see uh, uptick in anti-Semitism. Mm -hmm. And all the Jews are like, yeah, we need to get guns, we need to learn, we need to train. And then things begin to die down and so does that fire. Yeah. And that's my biggest concern because we have never seen anti-Semitism on this kind of global scale. Yeah. Not even Holocaust times. Yeah. That was, that was located to a select few countries in mm -hmm. Europe, mm -hmm. maybe pockets in America. But overall, I mean, we see these pro-Hamas uh, rallies that are gain, gaining 50, 60,000 people, and that's worldwide. Yeah. And I, I hope, my biggest fear is that that fire will die and burn out, saying, well, you know, it's kind of slowed down, so maybe we just will wait. We're not ready yet. Yeah. It, it's either now or never. Complacency like, kills. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I carry a Glock 43X. That's my favorite carry. What's your favorite carry? Glock 43X. But I, uh, I, 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 did you shield arms it? No, I got a MOS on it, yeah. No, the My, sh shield arms. No. Okay, I'll show it to you after. Uh, <laughs> or I can take it out now, whatever yeah, you want. Of course, I mean, with it. I mean, I got a tomahawk here and everything. <laughs> so shield arms is a 15-round magazine. Wow. That sits completely flush. So one in the chamber, 15, so 16 rounds. In this. He's got me beat there. Yeah, and then you have to get the mag catch from oh. Shield Arms. Okay. Because it's a metal mag, so you need a metal mag catch. Okay. Um, and so you're carrying 
16 rounds yeah. instead of the 10 plus one. Yeah. So uh, this is my normal carry, although I'm kind of warming up to my new Sig X macro. Uh-oh. Uh, it's 17 plus one. But this, this is my uh, normal everyday carry for the time being. And what, it has been for, for years. What would you recommend to young ladies out there for their first carry weapon? I will not recommend anything. Okay. Uh, you need to go to the range. Uh, every person, man and woman, they different. all have different size hands, yep. different sensitivity levels. So I have one friend who loved the, the uh, Smith & Wesson shield yeah. grip. Yeah. And I hate it. It's super coarse. It, like yeah. it's sandpaper, mm -hmm. but he loved it, and he shot well with it. I'm like, then that's what you that's go what with. That's what you go with. So same thing with the ladies. I have I have friends who l love the 43x and shot well with it, and then mm -hmm. I have one friend, um, a woman who's edited all my books. Uh, she loves like her Glock 19, but she's mm -hmm. like she's like five foot one, like 105 pounds, like. Wow. I mean, like, but she carries a goggle. So really, it's, I would never tell anyone. What I do when I train people is part of the deal I have with Mr. Guns mm -hmm. is $50 gets you a lane, unlimited handgun rentals, and 100 rounds. Nice. So they'll go, we'll go and we'll rent seven, eight guns, some of the most yep. popular guns on the market, yep. and we kind of whittle them down until we find, like, the, the two that they love the most. Yeah. And then we just take it from there. There you go. So that's, yeah. So I, I won't. Uh, Good stuff. Yeah. How can people get in touch with you? How can people get your training? So uh, the Pew Pew Jew across social media. <laughs> I think that's yeah, so awesome. Uh, the Pew Pew Jew across social media, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram is where I'm big on right okay. now. Or the pewpewjew.com where you can get my books signed and Great, you know, the t-shirts, yep. and I'll, I'll, I have a ton of really fun t-shirts. Nice. Big picture of a pig says, gun control's not kosher. You know, just like very, <laughs> very self-deprecating very self -deprecating stuff. But um, well, I, do, I, I, I do it as... Uh, yeah. I, I love this, folks. This is come and take it in Hebrew. Yeah, with the Star of David on top. I changed that to This a is incredible. I, I love this. So this will be on, on uh, this. It's a patch. So this will be on one of my I have it on patches, jackets. on flags, T-shirts, hoodies, a lot of fun stuff. As we wrap up this interview, and I want you to talk to, to the camera, what's your message? Uh, what's my message? What, what's the lasting thing that you want people, what do you want to impart to people? Uh, what I just talked about with Jera Hutchins, exercise your Second Amendment rights, because if you do not exercise it, that is why and that is when they will come and take it away until it's too late. Yeah. You realize like, hey, they're coming after it while we're not using it. So that I think is probably one of the most important messages. You, you need to exercise your rights or they take them away. Absolutely. You know, uh, Yehuda and I will be doing some shooting together on Thursday, the 21st of December at 10 o'clock. If you can, come by the Frisco Gun Club uh, we're going to have some long guns out there, and Yehuda has a very special gift that's going to be presented to him by Watchtower Firearms. Uh, so come by and meet this incredible young man, my friend, uh, because he's right. you got to exercise that right. And so we'd love to see you all out there Thursday, the 21st of December at the Frisco Gun Club at 10 a.m. Yehuda, thank you so much for joining us here. Thank you for having at the me. Steadfast and Law Podcast. Absolutely, thank you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedules to be with us. And if you like this podcast, 
please go and support him at the Pew Pew Jew, but also click the like button, share it with others. And until next time, you can't be steadfast and loyal if you've been disarmed. Before they burn it down.